You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Trista, let's talk some NFL football, and it's time for some NFL review preview. We're looking back at week four to look ahead to week five. So, Trista, you just kind of want to run through these scores from week four and then give our thoughts on these teams and Mm -hmm. their games in week five. So let's do it. So the Thursday game way back when the Dolphins played the Bengals, the Bengals won 27-15. They covered the spread. We expected that. Really no big takeaways from me. Obviously, the injury to Tua. Teddy Bridgewater is going to start this week against the Jets. The Dolphins are a minus three. And the Bengals travel to Baltimore. They face the Ravens on Sunday night. And they are plus three. So we have a couple of teams with three-point spreads. So I'll ask you first, before I get your analysis on both of those games and those teams, would you rather lay the three with Miami at the Jets, or would you rather take the Bengals plus three at the Ravens? God, I like them both. Mm. I think I might want to put them together. A little parlay. A little Is parlay. Is that part of the Trista Peach parlay? I like, that could be. Okay. We'll have to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think the way that, you know, the market is sort of adjusting to no Tua Tugavailoa. Yeah. And let's be honest, like, you don't want Tua out there right now. It's like, who knows what could happen. Now you got a full week of preparing with Teddy Bridgewater. I like that. My my overall takeaway is that the game wasn't as far or, like, the separation between the Bengals and the Dolphins without Tua wasn't as bad as the score looks like. They were competing for most of that game. Oh, that was a one-point one game with, like, late in the third quarter. Remember, I had uh, I had the first half, Bengals minus three, and I got a backdoor cover. Oh, I can't wait for you to talk to Chase next, yeah. uh, next segment about that. Oh, just rip him a new Chase one. Kitty was was texting me, DMing me, and being like, all right, uh, that's, a, that's one way to get the minus three first half. He knows half. better. Tisk, been in this game tisk, long enough. Tisk handicapper. Oh, so uh, yeah, no, I I think that the Bengals are good. I think that the Dolphins are good. Like that's pretty much my takeaway. I didn't really learn anything new except for that Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins are in trouble, trouble, trouble. Big time because uh, they fired their staff. Yeah, uh, and they've changed their protocols. Yeah, even though they say they did nothing wrong. To me, when you fire someone and change your protocols. Probably it's somewhat wrong. of an omission of, yeah. of guilt or, yeah. or liability. But, yeah, I, I like both of these teams, and I like both of those numbers. What about you? I like the Dolphins minus three against the Jets. The Jets are 2-2 two and two on the season, Trista. They very easily could be 0-4. Right. Their two wins are very misleading. When they were coming off their win against the Browns, they didn't cover the spread against the Bengals the following week. 
They they got lucky to win that game against Pittsburgh. Now they're coming off a game against the Dolphins, who are well-rested. They played Thursday. They have Teddy in there. And I just think, you know, with all the moving parts of Mike McDaniel, I think it's going to be tough for them. The fact we're getting it at three, even though it's juice minus 120, I like the Dolphins. Bengals-Ravens is tough. You know, I think I like the Ravens minus three. I like them on the money line, minus 175. Bengals swept Pittsburgh last year. We saw how that played out week one. The Ravens got swept by the Bengals last year badly. They've lost two home games this year. They've lost five straight home games dating back to last season. Is there a number that you would play the Bengals? Is that a three and a half? Uh, Is it a four? Three and a hook would be interesting. Four definitely play on the Bengals. But I think at three, I think it's the Ravens. Again, the money line would probably be the safer play with the Ravens. I like them at three. Three and a half, four. I think then the Bengals become the play. It's going to be a, a three, four point game. Yeah, that's kind of I think it's a, a, a real close game. Yeah. So I I would probably just buy a half point and take the Bengals or something like fair. that. Probably yeah. fair. Yeah. So I, li- I like that uh, those plays. Minnesota-New Orleans, that was the London game. Minnesota 28-25. Now they come back home, Minnesota, that is, and they play the Bears this week, minus seven. The Saints come home, and they play the Seahawks. Saints minus five and a half. Any thoughts on either of those games? Well, thank God that Justin Jefferson is back. Sure. I mean, he was not injured. He was just on a milk carton, so I'm glad that they're getting him involved more. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that Dalvin Cook continues to be somewhat healthy enough to be available. He played pretty well. Like this, this Vikings offense, I think is pretty good. Like I think this against the Saints, we're seeing that they can put up some points. The Saints are a mess right now. Like they are. Like I like Andy Dalton just fine, uh, and they they competed. There were points put up on the board by the Saints more than I thought. Um, you know, you have a lot of injuries to this team. Michael Thomas being injured, Alvin Kamara being injured. We had the ghost of Mark Ingram running the ball a lot. And he James actually looks. Winston. Jameis Winston's <laughs> gone. I mean, it's yeah. just this entire team is a hospital wing. They are. Uh, and when you have a first time, you know, when you have a new head coach, newish and a head coach, then you, you add that with injuries and it's just very difficult to overcome those things. So, yeah, I, I don't know necessarily if the Saints are going to win many games until – you know, they get, get Michael, healthy. Yeah, they get healthy, yeah. get Michael Thomas, get Alvin Kamara, you know, just the guys that they have sure. starting games. Thomas had two touchdowns for him. Week mm-hmm. one against Atlanta. Five and a half, a spread like that. I always tend to lean the underdog. That's a good underdog. Like five and a half tells you that's a good spot to back the dog. Could even see myself playing a little plus 180 on the money line with Seattle as well. Minnesota, Chicago, I don't want any to po- any part of. Divisional game. Probably would lean the Bears because you're getting the plus seven, but how can you back that offense? Yeah, yeah, I think that we should say this, that there are plays where maybe they're number plays. Oh, and then in your heart, you know that if you lose, oh, wow, Aaron Judge gets 62. And that guy is going to be a rich man. So look at that. On the he gets uh, it. third pitch of the game leading off, Judge gets 62 as he's circling the bases. I know, I just looked up. And I thought it was like a replay of somebody hitting a home run. I'm like, oh, my God, Judge just did it. So now all his teammates are greeting him at home plate. He finally did it. The weight's off his shoulders. 62 62. home runs. So he is now the all-time leader in home runs for any American League player. Just like a weird caveat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really the record, but it's a nice caveat. It's like it's a nice branded thing that we do and we did all year long, and I'm happy for him. It's a great accomplishment. We'll see if he can get the triple crown, too, because getting 62 home runs, breaking that record of Roger Maris, and then the triple crown on top of that would be, I mean, one of the great seasons we've seen in a long time, if not ever. Um, So good for Judge. He finally did it. You know it's been weighing on him. He 
He wasn't able to do it against the Orioles, which I was shocked about that he couldn't do it against this one, but he was able to do it against Texas. So do you think he gets the day off tomorrow, probably? Just yeah, I do. Reboot. Woosah. Mm-hmm. Woosah. Yeah. All right, so there you go. So Judge hits 62. In the first inning, third pitch. Gets boom, it off boom. nice and quick. Let's see. It just looks like a uh, just like a dead fastball, yeah. dead red, right down the middle, and they all knew it. Whew. And that guy who caught it in the front row, congratulations. That's your lottery ticket. How much money do you think that guy's going to get? Oh, a lot. He caught it. He got it. He got it. He's so happy. Oh, my God. It, I mean. Does it, Aaron Judge want 62 as well? Does he want that ball? Does he going to give that ball to his mom? Is he going to come back to the person who's like, actually, I want 61 and 62? Let's see. I mean, that's going for at least $2 million, I would say. Wow. Not Could you more. imagine going to that game? Oh, my God. Sitting up front where Aaron Judge likes to put it. Unbelievable. My Lord. Good for that guy. That guy's life has changed. Oh. That guy's life changed instantaneously. In, in one swing. In one Literally swing. has changed in one swing. Uh, all right, Tristan, back to football. Commanders in Dallas was last week. This oh, is your yeah. team. We know Cooper Rush again played excellent. Washington's offense continues to be terrible. We kind of touched on the Dallas Rams spread being a funky one, four and a half. The fact it didn't change from what it was before the Monday night game against San Francisco. And then Washington, the stinkiest line of the week, only two-point underdogs at home to Tennessee. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Yeah, I, uh... First and foremost, I think Baldy, of course, said it best, right? They're doing things in order to make sure that Cooper Rush is as comfortable and protected as possible. And Mike McCarthy, for all of the things that I've said about him, which are many, he has either given the reins over to Kellen Moore completely to complete this task, like mission, if you choose to accept it. 
keep Cooper Rush alive. We only have him on the team, and that's it. And mm-hmm. Dak is done. Mm-hmm. So I think you know Baldy said it said it best when you know this team has done a lot of good things to make sure that all the offensive weapons are clicking. And when it's just when it was just Dak, and whatever offense they were running with Dak, it just hasn't been working. They haven't been running the ball effectively. They've been somewhat predictable. Like C.D. Lamb wasn't the number one guy. Obviously, Michael Gallup coming back was huge. You know, this is a team that if they continue to run this offense, they could actually be very potent. As long as Dak is willing to accept, you know, being put into that position where he doesn't have to be the one doing everything, right? Right. And you know there's some quarterbacks that feel like that chip because we've said, well, not me, but Twitter has said that Dak's not that type of a franchise quarterback. And I think some quarterbacks feel, maybe Lamar is the example of one, because he has to, that they must put the team on their back to be an elite quarterback. I don't think necessarily that's true. You have to be able to if it's if it's called upon you, but you don't have to do it every single week because that means your team's not very good. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't it amazing, too, how to your point about just Mike McCarthy and the job him and Kellen Moore have done with Cooper Rush, like, why, why teams just don't do that with their start? Because you see yes. it all the time. A backup comes in. Like, why, why, why isn't Dak looking like that in the offense, you know? Yes. It's amazing. And me. then I wonder to myself, is Dak doing something at the line of scrimmage where he's changing things and Cooper Rush is just doesn't want to make waves because he's the backup? He doesn't want to change anything, so he's just running the vanilla offense and it's working. And Dak's, like, checking out of things. No, no, I'll do this. I'll throw there. We're running this instead. And it's like, well, you're not the OC, and maybe you're not a good enough OC to be doing that. You're not Peyton Manning, you know? I don't know. I actually have no idea. I'm very curious to see what happens when Dak comes back. If Cooper wins this game against the Rams, next week they have the Eagles. I think you keep Cooper Rush in. I would, too. Because if you play Dak and he Coming loses, off, Trista, then oh, you have I mean, a now you have real a problem. Now you have a real big problem. Time. Big time. And and if Cooper beats the Rams and then he beats the Eagles, now you have a real problem oh, on your hands. So either way, you have a real problem. Now you have like a, a gigantic sort of Alex Smith Kaepernick thing oh, going on. Jerry, it's like Jerry got to think about Jerry it. Jerry got to. Hey. I got to. Uh, we we rolling with Dak, we but got just a real uh, problem. Not until we lose a game. Oh man! Not until we lose a game with Mister Rush. A real problem. Another team that's got... By the uh, way, Commanders, are, they suck. Oh. Like I, I know you like that line. I'm staying all the way away. Commanders are one of the worst defenses. I think they hate Jack Del Rio. They like, might. I think that they actually... the de- Like, this defense, yeah. if you look at this roster, the Commanders defense, like, you look at that and you say, well, there's some dudes on this team. Come on now, you got Jonathan Allen. Come on now. You got... Uh, Deron Payne. Deron Payne. Camp Curl in the secondary. Yes. I know. They don't have Chase Young back yet, but hopefully he's coming back soon. But I know this defense was great Kendall like two Fuller, years ago. right? Like, you've got some dudes. So if these guys who you know are, are really that kind of guy, are those kind of guys, and they are playing maybe the stinkiest defense, I don't think they want to play defense for Jack Del Rio anymore. Hmm. So that's that's I, I I think that they are very easily the worst team in the NFC East. I, th- I think you're right about that. Real quick, Tris, we got about 20 seconds left. Jacksonville and Phil. Weather. Yeah, weather. Weather. I just feel like Jacksonville is still a pretty good team. It I was just too. water. You think Jacksonville's the best team in the AFC South? Yes. I agree. I actually do. I do too. That's why they're favored currently to win the AFC South.